The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Hi there, I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Brighton have embarrassed Manchester United today. A 4-0 hammering at the Amex, where normally Brighton this season are no great shakes. You have to say, the only way is up, surely, for Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United from this summer on, will the future include this man? Cristiano Ronaldo has been the saviour so often this season. 18 Premier League goals for Ronaldo. Didn't manage any today and said it was Brighton with the goal fest. 4-0. United hammered today. Well, Ralph, unfortunately, you've had to come out and defend or explain a few bad performances in your time as Manchester United manager. Was that the worst? Was that a really terrible United performance? Yes, it was. From the first until the last minute, this was just... Not enough uh, in all important areas. We were second best. And uh, yeah, let me to start with just we can only apologize to our supporters. Um, yeah, it was, it was a terrible performance and uh, a humiliating defeat. Harder to explain because on Monday night there seemed to be a few green shoots. It was a better performance. Yeah, it was a completely different game. But uh, today, as I said, from the first minute we just gave them too much time, too much space. We were never never in a position where we could stop them from playing through our lines. And uh, well, the game plan was completely different. We told the players to be as compact as we can be and, and uh, out of the, this being compact, release press, pressure on them. But yeah, we, couldn't, we could never stop them. So why have they essentially completely ignored the game plan? I don't think that they ignored the game plan, but we were just not able to 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 stop them. And as as I said, we gave them too much space and time. And if you do that against a technically good team like Brighton, then this is the result. What do they do then, Brighton? That Manchester United, the players either can't or won't do. 
I mean, we had big problems with with their width, uh, with their with their with their wing backs. Uh, we couldn't stop their wing backs. They were pretty high and wide. And uh, for us, it was whenever they played that di diagonal ball, we had we were struggling with those balls. Although we told our fullbacks that they should fan out earlier, but yeah, as I said, it was very very difficult for us in the first half to stop them at all. In the second half, we took the risk to bring on Eddie as a second striker plus Fred and played in a four four two. Yeah, it was in hindsight maybe a little bit too much of a risk to play in a 4-4-2 against them but uh, we had to change the energy and try to change the energy but uh, as I said today we were just second best in all relevant areas yeah, I was going to say a lot of the damage was done in the second half but were the signs that this was going to be a really bad day were they there from minute one I mean, had we continued to play as we did in the first half, it, it would also have been only a question of time when, when to concede uh, the second goal. That's why I decided to go into a more of a, of a risk to play in a 4-4-2 uh, with Eddie and, uh, as I said, with Fred as a second six. But uh, with the two early goals, 3-0, 4-0, after 60 or 65 minutes, uh, it was a disaster for us. Why has it happened against a team? I mean, this isn't a team with a great home record. Brighton don't win many games here with respect to them. They don't score many goals here. Why today have they hammered Manchester United 4-0? As I said, we, as a team, we, we didn't defend at all. We were not able to stop them. And if you allow a team, no matter if it's Brighton or any other team, but they are good on the ball. We knew that even in the, in the first half, in the first leg when we played them, we, we, were, we were struggling. But if you allow them that much space and time, uh, yeah. And then after being two or three nil up for them, it was, uh, it was easy to play that game. But when you reflect on your time at Manchester United, Ralph, do you feel disappointed not just in today but that you haven't got more out of the players in general or, or were things too far gone too too broken to fix I think we have to, to split it up into two different areas or halves and as I said until the West Ham game or even until the Tottenham game we had in between very good performances uh, when we beat Tottenham at home, West Ham at home, when we won at Leeds, it was a completely different energy level of energy. But in games like today or at Everton, it was also a lack of, of energy, of aggressiveness. And uh, if you play like that against the ball, you cannot win a game. If you could go back in time, would you still take the, would you still take the call? Would you still come and do this? Well, it, it doesn't make sense to think about that. Uh, when the call came in November, for me, it was clear that I want to do that. And as I said, in the first three months, four months, we were on the right pathway. We were still in in uh, three competitions and we had really good performances. But uh, as I said, in the last four, five, six weeks, uh, we were really poor. Well, Bruno, are they not really the words? Is it just a bit embarrassing? Oh, of course, it's, um, the result is what it is. The game, the performance uh, is not good enough. Okay. Why was it not good enough? Because they play, they outplay us. They they play better than us. They they always have a solution. They they press us better than uh, than we press them. So they deserve the result they they get. So you talked a bit about their performance there. What was missing from the Manchester United performance? Uh, a little bit of everything: quality, mentality. Uh, as I said, they outplay us. So they play much better than us. They deserve to win the game, and and we we deserve to be in the position that we are now. So there's been a few bad days this season. Was that the worst? I don't know. It's too. It's been too many out of that. So, um, it's it's something that we have to look for and then be embarrassing for that because it's not it's not enough for, from us. Even the, and we know that we have to do much better than this. So you've 
signed a new contract, you're going to be part of it moving forward. What are your thoughts on how this gets fixed? No, I don't want to, to talk about the future. Uh, we still have one game this season and uh, and we we have to do something that uh, that is winning the game and uh, don't do a performance embarrassing like, like this one. Uh, the future, as I said before many times, I talked with the club before I signed the new contract, and uh, I signed because I think the future can be can be good. Uh, uh, but obviously, many things that need to be fixed we saw this season. So uh, it's not it's not on me to do it. So the club should know what they have to do to fix that. What would the new manager have made of that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I didn't speak with with him straight. Um, the only thing that I that I asked to the club before I renew the contract was to know if. No, no sorry. What, what would the new manager watching that from Holland? What would he have made of what the team produced today? If I, I cannot say if if it was me in his position, obviously um, I know that he is coming. You know, he's in a difficult situation. The club now uh, with the results that we are getting, many players going uh, out of contract. Uh, probably some of them want to leave the club. But this is Manchester United. Who wants to stay, stay. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to be here? It's has to talk with the club and uh, and go wherever they want. The fans have, by and large, stuck with the team. But there were a few around about the hour mark singing, "You're not fit to wear the shirt." Not just you, but at the team. I mean, on the basis of that performance, is that is that fair? Oh, I include myself on that. The, what we did today, uh, I talk by myself. What, what what I did today was not enough to hear the, to be in the in the Manchester United shirt, and I accept that. Well, Graham, for your team, your club, was that one of the great days? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we've had a bit of pain here this season in terms of uh, not winning in front of our supporters. So. We owed them one, and it's, uh, it's a special evening for us. A fantastic performance and a, an amazing result. Yeah, you went round and sort of clapped the four corners of the ground. Did you? Did you really feel like you owed them one, even though strangely it's been a great season? Yeah, exactly. Like I said before the game, in an ideal world, you want to get your points at home because it's uh, you know in front of your supporters and makes everything feel better. But then in the day, the most important thing is you get the points. Um, but it was nice for us today just to give the supporters um, a game, a performance, uh, a memory. So uh, we're delighted, of course. Did you feel very early in the piece, before even the first goal, that you know it was going how you wanted it to? Yeah, we played well from the start. I thought we were a better team. Um, the boys did everything they could in terms of what we asked them to do. Defended well, pressed well, uh, created some danger, and then were brave on the ball. So uh, I had a bit of sloppy moment when we scored, but. Um, Overall, I can't complain, you know, it's a fantastic performance. I spoke to a very knowledgeable football man before the game who told me that Moises Casado had a goal in him, mm. even though at this point he hadn't scored for Brighton. So that was obviously you. Mm. You saw it coming. Yeah, like I said, sometimes you get them right, sometimes you don't. But um, he's got the quality, he's got the ability to do it. Um, it's just getting in the, in the right place. And uh, thankfully today he did. Great finish. He's been amazing since he's been in the team. So really, really happy for him. It was a really good day for your recruitment, wasn't it? You see, look at Kukurea with the second goal, had a hand in the third. How do you do it? Who deserves the credit for that? Well, I'd like to think it's a, a collective. I've always spoken about the fact that we, you know, we we can't compete financially necessarily. We have to be uh, aligned with how we want to play and and the people we bring in. It's important that we get the right characters, the right uh, attributes, and then uh, keep working. So it's a huge credit to everybody at the football club. Like I said, starts from the top with the chairman. Um, the supporters have been brilliant with us this season because it hasn't been easy for them. So, given having their support gives you a chance to keep working. So, yeah, it's um, 
you have some uh, moments in football that aren't great, but today's a, a good one. How many days are there as a manager where you're just relaxed and you're just loving it? There must have been a spell, particularly in that second half, we just thought, oh, you know, could have got your sun lounger, sun lounger out and just loved it. <laughs> no, unfortunately not, no. Um, my catastrophic brain is uh, n not so uh, healthy sometimes, so you, you can never relax especially with the quality of players they have on the pitch. But I trust the players, I trust their performance. We um, we had to, you know, Rob made a couple of saves, but overall I think we deserve the win. And I'm really pleased for the players because, like I said, they've uh, had to suffer, especially here. But uh, it's 47 points for us and it's, it's improvement, so we're, we're, we're really happy. You said in your pre-match press conference, there's been a couple of spells during the season where it's felt really tough. Mm. It's felt, I think you used the word Armageddon, mm. actually. Cheek, but yeah. yeah, but are you now able to say, yeah, great season. It's probably going to be Brighton's best ever top division season. Yeah, and that's the irony. That's the learning point for us all because you have to suffer because we're, we're Brighton and Hove Albion. We're not some of the big guys. So there's going to be times where it's going to be tough for us and the margins will go the other side and we have to stick together. And I think we did that really well. Um, again, support from the top and everyone around us. It's a good football club with good people and a good group of players that, that want to try for each other, give their best. And when you've got that, there's always a chance that results, if you have a tough time, that they can turn around for you. And from this brilliant season that you've had, what's the next step? You've obviously got people in demand. Success means that the vultures circle a little bit. You've got players, good players with one year left on their contract. What, what do you do next to stay ahead of the pack? Well, you, you don't react, that's for sure. You, you sort of stick to the plan, stick to the the idea, which is to keep aligning everything together. Um, you know, we've lost players last year. Ben White, 50 million, for example, Dan Byrne. That's a lot of money that we've raised, which is important for our club, which is important for us to keep developing. So we're not scared of that. It's uh, it's part of the strategy. It's part of what we have to do to be successful and compete. So um, it'll be exciting summer. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Premier League Goal Zone, presented by Snickers, live from the Anfield Gantry with myself, Arlo White, Lee Dixon and Graham Lasso, who have just called this match a 1-1 draw between Liverpool and Tottenham Hotspur. It just feels so significant, <laughs> chaps, doesn't it? And, and Tottenham's effort in getting this point was extraordinary. We'll get into that in a second. But does it feel like that could be the end of Liverpool's title run, or is it still alive? It's still alive. I mean... You look at City's game tomorrow and you think Newcastle at home should beat them. At this stage in the season, you'd like to think that everybody's on, on, on the same script and it's just going to go to winning every game, Liverpool City. But there's still twists. There was a twist today. Tottenham turned up. If Tottenham had played like they did against Brentford when I saw them a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> this would have been 7-0. They were terrible. Today, they were magnificent. As far as organisation was concerned, Conte got it absolutely spot on and they've, they've turned out a performance that's... That's, that's surprised Liverpool and they've, took, they've took, the, took a point away from here and we didn't expect that it was always possible we didn't expect it Yeah, I, I think from um, the point of view of City tomorrow it's a big game for them tomorrow Newcastle are in yeah. terrific form you know they've got, got into the top 10 you know from, from being from being you know relegation mm. favourites at one point and City are coming off the back of a disappointing 
and, and damaging, emotionally damaging trip to Europe and being beaten by Real Madrid. So the, this is the beauty of the league is that there's bumps and hurdles all the way through the season. And you just, what we've seen today, you know, Tottenham are a very, very good side. They've taken eight points from 12 from mm. City and Liverpool now. What and that's, the, that, that's how tough and tight this league is. What was missing from Liverpool's performance? Um, the difficulty playing against a side that's so well set up like that. We saw, we've, we, we saw the no space behind the back five. We saw the four in front. We saw it, how squeezed it was. And it's not always easy to... I mean, the passing was good today, but the, everything was in front of them. Mm. Tottenham didn't allow them to get behind them with the full-backs, with the wide players. And that's how, that's how the, uh, they were set up by the manager. So you can look at uh, Liverpool say, didn't do this, didn't do that. I think you've got to give... Uh, Tottenham the credit and say sometimes you come across a team you just can't break down and they were, they got back in the game and you thought they'll go and win 2-1 but they didn't well fair play to them well let's take a look at the Hyunmin Son goal his 20th in the Premier League this season and this was sublime this football wasn't it Graham yeah and to Lee's point I mean Liverpool did so many things right couldn't get the opening goal and then this is what can happen against an excellent Tottenham team who counter-attack that first touch from Harry Kane just sets everything up beautifully selfless with the pass you think he's going to shoot Liverpool players uh, drop off he then opens the ball out to Sessegnon and it's a simple goal in the end but exceptional build-up play Lee I said in commentary about Emerson Royale he's in the wrong completely the wrong position on the pitch at left side and that gets them the ball and starts this move yeah it was just fluid and when we see it again if you just watch the two centre-backs Van Dijk and Canate just get dragged with the ball all over to this side and that just frees up Son. He can't believe his luck when the ball comes over. Three defenders on the side of the ball and he's got a tap in. But that's good centre-forward play. Get in the middle of the goal. <laughs> the chances will come in the middle of the goal. He knows where to be. Bedlam away to our left-hand side after he put that ball into the empty net. So this is the top half of the Premier League table. As you can see there, Liverpool are top on goal difference by one goal. But they've played a game more than Manchester City. Tottenham stay in fifth place. They close the gap on Arsenal to just a point. Arsenal face Leeds at home tomorrow. And don't forget, Thursday on USA, we've got the North London derby, which could be a Champions League playoff if, if those games weren't big enough already. Let's hear from the Tottenham goal scorer, Hyun. So that's a big result, and that could be a huge point at the end of the season. No, I mean, it was a big, big game, and obviously at Anfield is, is not that easy. But I think it's a big point. But obviously, bit uh, got it that uh, last last chance we didn't we didn't make it. But uh, I think uh, the team performance were really really good. Yeah, it looked like you got the, the game plan absolutely correct. No, obviously. Liverpool uh, is one of the best teams in the world at the moment, so sometimes uh, we need to defend, this, which is, uh, we did well today, so, I mean, uh, it was, this was our game plan, and which is, we did, we could do much better when you have, when you had that ball, obviously, they pressed really, really well, but I think that's an improvement, you know, like, I think we have a space to improve, that when we, have, when we have a ball, we need to look forward and do the better things. Oh, and what a goal you scored, all the way from the keeper, Emerson Royal, Harry Kane, Sessegnon, you're finished, that's a fantastic team goal. I mean, we work, we work a lot about, about this kind of situation, and uh, we know where, where to be, we know where I had to run, which player will be free, so I think this was perfect, perfect, our, our game plan, so I think it was a good, good team play, and very proud, but 
should be more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But suppose we're throwing bodies in front of the ball. There's a lot of hard work out there, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm just literally, I'm really exhausted. So I'm really, really tired after this game. I mean, this was, I think, one of the toughest game I ever faced it. And uh, yeah, but look, I mean, the the point is always good at Anfield. It's uh, obviously a really, really difficult place, but hard works pay off. 20th of the season, you're chasing that golden boot. But more importantly, how does this fit into the Champions League chase? Sir? No, I mean, this is more important than my goals. I mean, I'll yeah. try to have the teams, and uh, which is uh, always do. I mean, if we win the games, I don't have to score. So I think this is uh, this is my aim. This is only on my, my focus. I want to play Champions League next season. This is clear in our our mind. So yeah, I think it's a big, big, big point. And a big, big game coming up. Who are you playing again? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't have to say, but yeah, it's a big game, like like today. But uh, we are playing home, so we should take uh, advantage for for this these places. I mean, it's going to be a big, big game, but we need to prepare for four days and go for it. So give everything what we have, and then we will see what happens. Thanks very much. Thank you. Hyunmin Son left everything out on the field. There was. A lot of bravery in this Tottenham performance, but also the shape impressed you, James, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it was so clear how they were set up. And they're a team that's perfectly geared to counter-attack with this, this five and four across the middle of the pitch. And it, it's so tight, but it also gives them outlets. And it's the, the fact that they were able to give themselves up, the creative players giving themselves up, dropping back into shape, and then breaking forwards. And the energy that takes, because you're having to get in your own half and then break forward... At, at top speed mm. to try and create chances. The, the feature of that of that five, often when we look down at it, is the five are standing still, and that sounds a bit daft when you're playing against Liverpool. But if you're in the the, the, the ethos of that particular way of playing is if you're out of possession get in position and the five got in position and the protection they got from the four in front meant the back five didn't have to move too much because they were spread across the pitch no gaps in between no space behind everything in front of you. defenders mm. love everything in front of you mm-hmm. they don't want to be turning and looking at Larice. Larice. the longer Larice is looking at the back of the numbers of the defenders the better they weren't turning and running towards them and they got it absolutely spot on one of, the, one of the problems that they've got with that system, I think playing out of possession suits them brilliantly and playing counter-attacking. It's when they play against teams where they have the onus, where they have to take mm. the game to the opponent. That's the bit that Conte's got to change the mindset slightly with the team. Northland and Derby on Thursday. I is mean, it? it's just going to be <laughs> incredible, isn't it? But Liverpool, Liverpool had to come back, didn't they? Mm, and, they yeah. and they pressed and pressed and pressed. You know, Tottenham were defending heroically. But then Luis Diaz, what a signing he's been. Got a bit of luck, but fortune favours the brave. Well, we, we see he wants to get on that right foot. Little dummy there. The next defender comes out and you think you've got to close the ball down. And Bentoncourt did close it down. Unfortunately for him, he just sticks his foot out. But the Tottenham back line are there. The midfielder are coming out to press. It just gets a little bit of gap with that dummy. It's going in the far corner or towards a far corner. He will get the goal. Whether it's going in, I don't know. But certainly, Lloris, no chance, Graham. No, and I just, I just wonder whether that substitution with Jota just changed the mindset of those Spurs players a little bit. And they hesitated for one moment. Yes, it was a lucky deflection, but that was one of the few times there was that bit of space where the D is on the edge of the penalty area. For, for him to get a shot away yeah. and then that bit of good fortune 
um, and they get the goal. What is it that particularly impresses you about Luis Diaz? Because he's taken the Premier League by storm. <laughs> well, if you, if you forget what he does on the ball and just forget what he does off and remember what he does off the ball, his work rate to get in position and get space. But when he loses a ball, he's closing down. He's got that, he's got that enthusiasm and that he's infectious in the Liverpool team anyway. But he's got an energy, he's got that little snap in him and that little, little check inside. You know he's going to do it. He wants to get on his right foot. But because it's so sharp, you can't anticipate it because it'll go the other way. So you have to wait till he does it. And by mm. that time, it's too late. And then he goes again like he did for the goal and creates mm. his own space. And breaking the lines. You know, yeah. he, he attacks the player, breaks the lines, and he always gives himself a chance. And it's such a simple thing. If you've got that energy and you work hard and you believe, mm. you'll find yourself in the right place. He took a chance there and it came off. Oh, and he scores goals as well. He does. <laughs> Six of them since he arrived. Luis Diaz with a key moment for Liverpool. His fourth Premier League goal of the season in a 1-1 draw against Tottenham. Let's hear from the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, gonna, we all knew there would be a few twists and turns in the last days and weeks of the season. So what do you make of tonight? I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with the performance. I'm proud of the mentality we showed um, against an incredibly good opponent with a, with a game plan, which is set before the game. Huh? So that's we, we, we have to win. And they sit back and, and do the counter-attacks. I, I thought we have a, a few things today where on completely different level to uh, like the counter press was absolutely outstanding so um, but anyway in kind of a counter situation I have really I forgot the, the, the whole thing I just from real remembered from the moment when Emerson Royale pretty much in my space where he was probably not twice in the game um, get a ball and from there I remember the goal but why this all happened I, I, I really can't remember and um, but then it's called a goal, and um, we had to keep our calm, and um, and anyway had to um, increase the pressure. So that's a massive challenge. And um, but we did. We scored the equaliser, and that's it. I'm I'm really I'm obviously not the result we wanted, but the performance I wanted. And so from that point of view, I'm fine. Yeah, after the song goal, you kept pushing, you kept pressing, and of course Diaz makes his own luck with a little bit of deflection. So that brings you back in. Oh yeah, it was clear. We said before the game, we have to shoot the box. The box will be full, so we need to give the deflection a chance. So um, that was clear. We, we tried a couple of times. We're unlucky in moments here, a little bit here, not precise enough. Maybe these kind of things. We were really good with the with the diagonal balls behind when, when, when Hendo got the ball there and even the pass then didn't react probably then um, didn't anticipate it well enough in this moment and when we see the ball is going they're getting there over the wing back and we can pass it back into the crowd we, we, I think we, in these moments we could have had maybe, maybe a little bit better in better positions um, apart from that it's just it's incredibly difficult to play against an opponent with world class players world class manager they have a full week to prepare <laughs> and we play every three days that's so that's so tricky but again i'm i'm really i'm really fine with the with the performance and we will keep going so keep calm carry on that's of the course but now you know the dressing room is now not flying eh, in this moment <laughs> like probably nobody out there but uh, come on it was always clear something like this can happen and it's now not so it's not not all games are played and it's not that we need now tomorrow a defeat of of, of city against newcastle there are other play games to play we just have to keep going that was always clear and um so i wish 
for the effort the boys put in. We would have won this game. I really think, with all the with all the praise, probably for Tottenham, if you play a world class team, with the, they sit back. They, they won against. Uh, they drew against us now. They won against City, I think, and against Chelsea as well. Uh, they yeah. win against Chelsea. So. The gameplay works for these games, but they're still fifth. So that's how it is. We have to. It's it's really it's really a, a, a tough one. Eh? So and, and they obviously were for everything. Get time wasting these kind of things. It makes it not easier. It's smart, but it makes it not easier for us. Obviously on the other side. And so now it's like it is. Um, we have a point more than before the game. That's a positive thing. We wanted three. That's not so cool. Thanks, Jacob. Okay. So the remaining fixtures for these title chasers. Newcastle at home tomorrow for Manchester City. Graham and I will be there. Wolves away, West Ham away. That's no easy assignment. West Ham know that they're out of the Europa League and need to focus on qualifying for it for next season. And then Steven Gerrard's got a lot to say in this title race, you know. <laughs> Villa at home for City on the final day. It's Villa away for Liverpool during the week. They lost 7-2 there last season. Southampton away and then Wolves at home. They've also got an FA Cup final and a Champions League final. I thought that was a fascinating interview mm-hmm. with uh, Jurgen Klopp gentlemen what did you make of his comments well I, I felt that he was um, managing expectations very much um, trying to be positive about his team performance and subtly trying to have a go at Spurs for be, having world-class players <laughs> <laughs> they've got world-class players have had a week to prepare and they come and sit here as, as deep as they have so you can see there where his frustration lies and that you know he, he wants teams to come out and play against him but Spurs' game plan, rightly so, mm. worked perfect, almost perfectly for them. Um, and football can be really frustrating because Liverpool didn't do a, a huge amount wrong. They responded brilliantly to going a goal behind. And I just think you can see that he's, he's really upset inside but knows that his team have done almost everything that they could to, to get over the line. When, when you play decent at this stage of the season when you're going for big trophies and everything you then have a game like that and in the dressing room you don't really have to say anything mm. the dressing room is as he said the dressing room's down it's been better and you expect that and almost with this level of player you I would just leave that dressing room alone and let your Van Dykes let your Hendersons walk around there to the younger players and then do all his work for him he'll have said something but I don't think he needs to say too much they know that they perhaps on a different day would get another goal and they would win the game so you, you just leave that alone and you just go do you know what we go again Tuesday you just let them recover they've got two or three days to get through um, the next training sessions the next massages the next whatever they're doing the next couple of days they won't have any days off I don't think they'll be keep motivated keep the brain going keep the thinking about what's coming up no point going off and forgetting about it think about it because you haven't got time to kind of go right who are we playing on Tuesday he's here Mm, already mm. so the mentality is just let the dressing room heal itself how hard is it to compartmentalise and go right next it's Villa and then when that game's on next it's the FA Cup final and not look ahead at other games that are coming down the the line I I don't think it is hard I mean we've both been in that experience where we've played Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday uh, European matches and you, you, you focus on recovery you focus on dealing with your own demons. How, you know, did you play well how, as an indiv- individual in your unit? How, how did you play? Looking to improve. You don't get many coaching opportunities. So it's, a, it's about sort of getting that rhythm going. And it's the psychology at this yeah. stage of the season that's really important. And what he said there 
about how proud he is of the team. Their mentality was good. The counter-press. He's picking out good things, good messages that the players can say, build on that, we win our next game. Mm. If you do struggle with that, you don't get in the team next mm. time. True. You just have to get on with it. If you, if you struggle, you're out. Quadruples are hard, aren't they? That's why, I don't, I that's why don't no know. one's ever done it. <laughs> and it's exhausting. They're playing every three games, but they're still not out of it. The key play for Spurs, Hyunmin Son's 20th Premier League goal of the season, and it earned his side a 1-1 draw. Let's hear from the Spurs manager, Antonio Conte. Antonio, to come here from Anfield and take away a point, that's huge. How big a performance? Was that the best performance you've seen from this Tottenham side? No, I think I think that uh, we had a good performance. Um, for sure, in this moment, it's not easy to play against Liverpool. Um, they are in uh, uh, a fantastic moment of form, and it's incredible to to see these players uh, to play with this energy every three three days, and uh, also to play around uh, uh, with this atmosphere. Uh, it's not easy. I was player and I know very well that uh, with a lot of noise uh, around you, it's not simple when, when you have the ball. But at the same time, I think uh, with a good performance, I think that uh, happened what we uh, we planned. And um, defensively, we were good because uh, we didn't consider uh, um, chances to, to score to Liverpool. And uh, with the ball, uh, I think we created uh, important situations. Sometimes we uh, we kick it, but uh, other times we can exploit exploit better in this type of, of situation because Liverpool. Uh, uh, put a lot of pressure. If you are uh, well, if you are prepared to overcome the first pressure, and then you can exploit uh, a lot of space behind the defensive line. The team together just worked exquisitely. It looked like the training ground work that you'd done this week had really connected. A lovely opening goal, a fantastic block from Davis as well to deny Salah. Yeah, uh, I think I, th- I think. Uh, my players uh, played a really good game, uh, and uh, it's difficult um, to try to um, to tell uh, that this player or another player was uh, was better. I think uh, uh, to have a good result in uh, in Anfield, uh, you have to perform very well with the whole team. Also, um, the players came in, uh, gave us uh, more energy, and uh, they came in very well. Yeah, I think that uh, yeah, uh, we are deserving. No, we are deserving to to stay in the, in this uh, in this race for a place in Champions League. And now we want to try, we want to try until the end to to get the, the best possible result for 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 us. And uh, next game, I think will be vital uh, for, uh, for for us because uh, we play against the the, the real opponent uh, uh, in this race. And very cruel, the way that a goal was conceded, a big deflection, a bit of luck for Liverpool with that one. Uh, yeah, but it um, <laughs> can happen, can happen this type of situation. And uh, I repeat, uh, Liverpool tried, uh, uh, tried uh, 
95 minutes no and to push and uh, to uh, but uh, now I think uh, it's not simple not easy to play against us and uh, I say this uh, um, um, yesterday uh, two days ago on during the press conference that I said uh, yeah uh, our game will be difficult but also for for Liverpool will be difficult the same Arsenal next describe that match yeah but you know very well you know very well that is a is a London derby and a North London derby and uh, we want to do, to do our best for our fans for our table because we know very well that we need to try to get three points there are three three games to go and uh, every every game is important to get three points for sure and uh, our fans has to play with us uh, on on Thursday i hope i hope uh, i hope so As we welcome you into uh, our continuing coverage here, Cara Banks alongside Tim Howard and uh, Robbie Musto. Happy Mother's Day as well to everybody joining us today. Guys, you've got to wonder. I don't know if you can quite say yet, but is this title race getting closer to being over after that huge victory by Man City today, Tim? Uh, closer, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, it, it, was, it was all to do for them. They know, they know the job at hand. They know the assignment. They had to go out and win. Um, and they did that convincingly. Look, I... My question was, how long was the hangover going to last from, from the Madrid game? Obviously, there was going to be one. But it, it just goes to show you how much they've won this title so often recently. It still means so, so much to them. After the fifth goal, it's an easy day. Pep Guardiola pumping his fist. The players say, you know, I saw the goal go in from Sterling, and the players' hands are going up. And they're, they don't have to celebrate that. It's 5-0. It's easy. They do. It tells me how much it means to them. How important was this victory to get over that heartbreak from Wednesday and then to look ahead to, to what they have coming up? Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, it was always going to be important today. I didn't expect a hangover. I expected a victory. Newcastle United, a safe. You kind of saw them open up towards the end of this in the second half there and, and City enjoyed that. But let's get back to the nitty-gritty of the title race. Assuming that Liverpool win their three remaining games, they can get to 92 mm -hmm. points. So as you look at these remaining fixtures... One of two things, really, realistically. Are they going to lose one of these games? Because they've got to lose one of them and maybe win the other two. That puts them on level points in Liverpool. Then it's a goal difference thing, which they're looking better at right now. Or are they going to drop points in two of them? Are they going to draw two of these games? And that's, it's just tough to see they're going to mess up that much. Lose a game to Wolves, West Ham or Villa, given what's on the line for City. Can't see them losing. Draw a game, yeah. Draw two games, difficult. difficult. So that's why it looks that they're in a very strong position right now. Yeah, you mentioned the goal difference, 67 now to 64, which just shows you how crucial each and every one of those goals could have been today, Tim. Yeah, we kind of always knew in the back of their mind they would know they have to start to rack up the goals. And I think that's probably why you saw there, they didn't take their foot off the gas. They didn't get comfortable and just say, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with three goals, three nil. They wanted to get more goals. You talked about the remaining <clears throat> fixtures. I tend to agree with you. I think Wolves and West Ham are tricky. Those are stubborn teams. I'm not saying that they'll lose the game. Mm. I'm saying those are stubborn teams. We, we saw West Ham today, real convincing win against Norwich, albeit Norwich, but they're feeling like better about themselves since crashing out of Europe. So there is, there is part of this where a city has to go and manage these games. Man City simply back in their Premier League performance mm -hmm. routine. Mm -hmm. They're in the zone. They're so much better than so many teams. Yeah. Um, they look totally grooved again. And of all the, you know, 
when you can compare Liverpool and Man City, I still believe that Man City win more games more easily. Yeah. They, they look so comfortable in so many games um, where sometimes Liverpool, they have to huff and puff. They found a way and they've been brilliant so far. But a good example of how how much quality they've got, the composure they've got, and how they can just rip through teams, creating and scoring tons of goals, which they've done again against Newcastle. Well, and the teams they're playing will all have the chance to have an impact on the title race. Mm-hmm. Newcastle were hoping to do it today, weren't able. Goal mm-hmm. difference, actually 68 now off that fifth goal to 64. So four goals between Manchester City and Liverpool after a convincing 5-0 victory today at home against Newcastle. Well, Phil Foden came on as a substitute in the 63rd minute after being set up by Grealish. And this, in the 90th minute, secured the fourth of five goals for City today. Let's get Pep's reaction to the win. Well done, Pep. Could your team have given you any more today? No, absolutely not. Much to admire. What did you like the most? Everything. You believe standing. So, of course, difficult long balls with uh, with Bujo, Ellington and... Uh, the pace they have, especially as I miss him. Uh, but yeah, uh, perfect, perfect afternoon for night. Even more perfect because it came off the back of that disappointment against Madrid. And even though you say, you know, if we've got it, put it out of our mind, until you go out there, do you never really know? What this team have done? Did you have any doubt about that? No, I asked you, do you never really know as the manager until you're actually out there? Yeah, absolutely, but I didn't. You didn't doubt them? Absolutely not. We're five years doing this, every three days. Sometimes, you know, for one action you can go to a competition because the opponents are good too, but... And if uh, some some people doubt it because they still don't know this team, what they're about to do. So we're not talking about winning or losing, but it's not one afternoon, one night. How many years? Being there every three days, all the time. And after will be ex-former players talking about the lack of character or personality not even playing football that I understand what does it mean these games so it's one of the best groups I ever I ever trained and, and been in, in my life We just spoke to Jack Grealish and also Rodri and they said obviously after midweek that was huge for us mentally to not just win today but to win so well would you go along with that? Yeah, absolutely we, we yeah we passed it to, to the you know, two, two tough days, but today we spoke for the first time, I said, you have a perfect life in a perfect club. So our fans, you know, when they are disappointed, they don't behave. Our fans, like coming here for the day one in the warm-up and, and everything, cheering and supporting for the day one. So the fans don't doubt about uh, these guys has done this many, many, many years. Many, many, many years. And, uh, yeah, we just... The three points up front, nine points to play, goal difference, four points ahead and four goals ahead. So another final on Wednesday. One of the teams always has suffered a lot these uh, last uh, two, three, four years, like since 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 Nuno uh, took over uh, and now with Bruno. And uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely final for us. As the goals were going in, how conscious were you of the goal difference? Of course, we talk about that in the half time. So we spoke about the importance is win, but uh, don't play to score goals. Play to play football. But when you have the chance to do it, and you know football, you know with three zero they have one against one against Eddie. It can be three one. He save it, and after we score two goals at the end. So doing the same is a big difference right now. 
What happened with Ruben Diaz? Uh, muscular problems. We'll see what happened. But we have 13 players and half because Nathan is not in perfect condition. So we have 13 players, no central defenders for these three days. But I'm not worried at all. Because when one team is there, if Phil Foden has to play the central defender, he will play the central defender. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> but Everton do sit in 16th and have a game in hand on both Burnley and Leeds, who are now both below them. They were both ahead of Everton to start the day. So these are their remaining fixtures. Everton, uh, obviously, with that 2-1 victory today, they will be away at Watford on Wednesday, home against Brentford and uh, Palace, and then away against Arsenal. So that is the game in hand they have over Burnley and Leeds United. But we just have to go back to these pictures. The passion, Tim, we mentioned this in our mm. coverage earlier that we're seeing from the Everton fans. But that, what that says about Frank Lampard's respect for the fans for his team, that he went back out on the pitch to help them realise that what they're doing is appreciated by his team. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in a fight. And, you know, I think that it's starting to click for this football club. Okay, down at the bottom, absolutely. But there is a togetherness. That's all, that's all you can ask for. You know, when, he, when, when Frank Lampard first took over, there was a question on whether he was the right man for the job. Results didn't go, didn't go his way, go Everton's way. Was he the right man for the job? I think today with him clapping the fans, them singing his praises, his name. I think we see now they believe in him, they believe in the club. And if Everton stay up, it'll be because of the effort of the players and the passion of these fans. Yeah, and as you said, if anyone ever questioned Frank Lampard's ability to guide this team through this relegation fight, well, maybe he is just the man, despite never being in this position as a player previously or a coach. So that's kind of one side of the coin, Robbie. It was a good day for Everton. They moved mm. out of the bottom three, but Leeds moved into it. What's your reaction to, to Jesse and his squad and what they need to do with their games? Well, I think we all thought just over the last, I mean, really only the last two or three weeks mm. that, oh, hang on a minute, Leeds haven't got enough points. Given the way that Burnley are fighting, given the way that Everton are fighting, Leeds now are in trouble. They're banging trouble in the bottom three. Mm. They've got to fight. They've got to find some results like Burnley have found results, like Everton have found results. They've got Chelsea next midweek. That's a home game. Come on then, because Everton found a way to beat them. Of course, very difficult. Man City last game was very difficult. They've got suspensions now. They've got injuries. Jesse March there looked a little different, I thought, mm. Tim, than we've seen him recently. Of course, they're still stressing the positive there afterwards and how second half, you know, they were, they were better. But now, all of a sudden, the walls are coming in. And this is the last three games. Chelsea, Brighton, Brentford. They've got to find a way past either Burnley or Everton. Well, Luke Hayling hasn't done Jesse any no. favours, has no. he, with that careless red card today? He'll be out now for the rest of the season. How big an impact could that be? Well, it's huge because he's, he's a big, big player for them. And he knows better than he gets sent off in that fashion. But it's going to get very difficult for Leeds. I agree with you, Robbie. I think... You know, there's some winnable games, Watford, Brentford, Palace for Everton coming up. They're going to pick up points. They're more than likely going to get to 40 points. If, if, if Leeds don't beat Chelsea midweek, it's, there's so much pressure on them. They're really going to have to, they're going to, have to keep pace with Burnley at this point because I think Everton stay up. Interestingly, they're on the same points as Burnley yeah. right now, but behind massively yeah. on goal yeah. difference. Okay. Frank, another emotional afternoon. Just talk us through that one. Yeah, um, they all are at the moment, and there's so much on the games. And uh, you know, the lads are fighting. We're fighting as a club together. With the fan base coming down here today, and tough game, tough opponent. But thought we deserved it. Uh, defended well, great resilience in the team. Created a lot of good chances to come to a place like Leicester to, to maybe score more even. 
rode our luck a little bit at times, but yeah, another big one, but still more to go. It's important to enjoy these moments, but realise that there's still a lot of work to be done. A brilliant first goal from Fatali. Talk us through oh, that goal when that amazing. went in. I, I don't expect those ones with us. I haven't had those much yet. You know, the ones out of the blue, that's just incredible strikes and it flew in and uh, really pleased for him. He's been playing so well and, you know, for all that's been going on for him coming to the country, the Premier League and what's going on back home for him, he's dealt with it incredibly. He's playing top-level football and an amazing goal for him and it was great to get that, get ourselves in front and get a nice feeling in the, early in the game. You must be proud about the way your side responded because after scoring that goal, mm. then seeing the disappointment the other in the mix-up at the back, mm. you must be proud of the way they bounced back from that. Yeah, proud because you know that can that can knock you, particularly with our away record and our position in the table. It can happen, and it's nobody's fault. And um, you go again, and the lads did that. They continued to just before that we could have gone two 0 then it goes one uh, one, um, but yeah, they, they kept going for every minute. Jordan Pickford again, another I might say match-winning performance from mm. him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in, he's in great form and getting the recognition he rightly deserves in the last week, and he did a couple of big saves again uh, uh, for us. And as I say, everybody's important, but you need those moments, people, top level players to produce. He produces. What's been the change in recent weeks? Why do you think this side's been able to dig out these sort of results, especially now today away from home? Well, I think you know we're. You know, you come in and we're in, and when I come in, the form's not great. You've got to try and build confidence. And we had a good moment early on and then we had some tougher moments. But generally at Goodison, we've been great. But our away form has been something that's always kind of held us back. So the important thing really was everyone sticking together and the club sticking together and the players understanding what's on this and also getting players back. You know, you look at, I know Yeri comes off injured, but Yeri's come back in. Delphi's come back into midfield. Now we've got Dominic and Salomon on the bench because Dominic's just fit as well. So when you look at it now across the team, we've got nice options and things like Michael King coming on after 20 minutes a day and playing the way he played, those things are huge for us. What happened to Yeri? Is he going to be OK? We don't know. He's a, a small calf feeling, not, hopefully not a tear, but felt in his calf. So he had to come off, and as I say, for Michael to come on was great because he's a high-level player as well, played really well when we were under pressure at times today as well. So, you know, we have to, to keep going, and everyone who's needed, who plays, got Watford in three days, has to try and reproduce those sort of levels. You spoke about the togetherness of the team, but what about the support? We saw what they did last week, mm. seeing you off to training earlier this week, and now today, 3,500 here. Ah, they're, they're amazing. I mean, what they did for us yesterday, it's not normal. You know, it might happen occasionally, but for, for, I've never experienced anything like it. And then the, the, the support from warm-up to game to end of game. And I want to be really clear that you know we went over to them at the end because we, we, we rightly should do. And I went back out there because they're, they're so incredible they have to know how we feel about them. They push you over the line. Um, we don't take it for granted, but we also it's clear, have to be clear to say that we know it's not done. So we're not celebrating anything but three points with work still to do. And finally, how quickly did you look at the score from the Emirates to see how Leeds Well, I, I, it kept coming up on the board, so I, I, was, I was slightly aware of it. So it's... Uh, you know, it can't help it, it's there, um, but the main thing is to focus on us and in the last two games, back-to-back wins, we haven't done that for a while, we need to carry on in the same vein. Jesse, we spoke before the game about how to keep everybody level-headed and, and try and win this game. How difficult is it when you concede in the manner that you did, two goals in, in ten minutes, and then lose a player as well? How disruptive? Yeah, it was... Unexpected because I felt like the preparation was really good. Um, yeah, obviously we make some fatal errors, and and then you know we have to fight through the game. And and I will say that we did. Second half was very good, 
And that's what we talked about at halftime, that, that we weren't going to dig a bigger hole for ourselves, that we were going to defend hard as a group, and that maybe we could get a uh, goal with a set piece and make it interesting. Um, yeah, so we did that, and I thought the second half performance was very good. How important is it for, for your team to draw on that moment, those moments in the game where you could have been forgiven for, for folding even more, going down to 10 men in the second half, managing to come out and get a goal? That's, that's huge. Yeah, we have to focus on positive things right now, and we know that we're in a hole, and we have to dig ourselves out. Um, you know, there's been some injury issues, and now we'll have some suspension issues. Um, but if our backs are against the wall, we've got to get even better, and we've got to fight even more, and we've got to do whatever it takes to claw ourselves out of this situation. So that's what it is, and, and we'll, we'll focus on that and, and move forward. Our minds totally right now are on Wednesday night in Ch- against Chelsea at home. How much more of a, a job or a task does that feel without Luke Ayling now until the end of the season? Yeah, it certainly doesn't make it easier, but... Um, you know, we, we're every healthy body we need right now, and we're just going to regroup and, and put a team out on the pitch that goes after it again on Wednesday night. We saw a lot of emotion on the pitch today as well. After Luke was sent off, Rafinha looked like he was losing his head a little bit as well. How important is it to try and keep everybody calm? Well, that's what I, my message again at halftime was um, that we can't make a bad situation worse. We have to fight like hell in this match and that it wasn't over. And if we could put it together a performance like we did in the second half, that we could still use it as a positive. So we have to do that right now. And, and yeah, we all know that the, the situation is difficult. But we've got to be at our best right now. We've got to be at our absolute best. That give you a difficult decision to make as well, whether to bring off one of your best players or keep him on and risk it. Well, I, that was the decision in, in, in subbing Clicky and in, and in subbing Rafinha's. They both were carrying yellows, and we needed to make sure that we had everybody available for Wednesday. And now, I suppose the psychology of it is you're in the relegation zone with, with Everton winning as well. What do you do in that situation with your players, and, and how do you look beyond that and just try to focus on the next game? Yeah, that's what we've been doing the whole time, um, is just trying to focus on our performances. We knew that coming with these three opponents, City, Arsenal, and Chelsea, that things were going to be difficult. But if we can get one win out of the three, then we'll feel good, and then we'll move forward in their last two games and do whatever it takes. So that's exactly where we are. That does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC Podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.